Hey, this is Mitch from the band Silent Theory, and you are listening to The Itch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week, we are scratching the itch to explore a legacy. For the first time ever, we have guests that come from a very notable musical lineage and are out here doing their own thing and making their own uh, mark in the world. We had the pleasure of speaking to Miles and Lane Ulrich of Taipei, Houston. Who is the entire band. Yes, they are Taipei, Houston. Yeah, One is Taipei and the other is Houston. Uh, I knew you were going to make that joke. Just, it came to mind and I was like, no, I'm not doing that. This is the second time we've officially talked to the whole band at once. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> this one was way less chaotic than the last time that we yes, talked to yes. the entire band at once. <laughs> Unless you count one man bands, but I don't want to get caught up in the weeds here. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's a two-man band, and uh, they are from neither Taipei nor Houston. (laughs) They also come equipped with a last name that you're probably very familiar with, if you're a listener to rock and metal at any point in the past 40 years. They are, in fact, the sons of one Lars Ulrich, drummer of Metallica. And um, we kind of made ourselves a little agreement going into this conversation that we didn't want to put a large amount of focus on that. It's a part of their story and who they are and not something that one could or should ignore. But they're also a couple of guys that are very much clearly trying to do their own thing and kind of make their own mark without resting on that name itself. And so we wanted to honor that. Well, and the other thing that I also want to avoid with them is any kind of comparisons, because they're obviously doing, like you said, their own thing, but th- their own thing is completely different from anything that Lars has ever done with Absolutely. his bandmates. So uh, that's one thing I truly appreciated. And that's one reason why I wanted to stay away from that, because the other thing is like, you know, I actually w- was hoping maybe we'd get a chance to talk about this, but I didn't think about it at the time. But I, I know Mammoth has been on tour and a lot of hecklers have been getting under his skin because they mm. keep saying, Oh, play Van Halen, play Van Halen. And it's, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm mammoth. We're mammoth. Like we're right. not Van Halen. <laughs> we're mammoth. Right. And so I, I hope that that never happens to them because they are clearly doing their own thing. And it is, it, I think it's working for them. It is. Yeah. I don't think they'll run into that issue for one. It's there's two of them. And for two, the main guitar is a bass. So it's kind of hard to rock some Metallica just with the bass guitar. That's my favorite thing stylistically. It's like, okay, okay, musically, what is Metallica most known for? What is metal music most known for? It's shredding lead guitars is probably the most prominent feature of metal music. Very complex, intricate guitar parts. These guys are like, you know what? Nah. We don't actually need a guitar at all. (laughs) Let's just nip that in the bud right there. Lane shreds that bass. And and he He says... And he says, too, in the interview of like, he loves that people have this premonition about the, the, the base that he is trying to change. And I, I truly respect that. Yeah. And you can find out for yourself exactly what we're talking about with this sound. Their debut album, Once Bit Never Bored, is out now. They've released a couple of singles for it, but finally the, the full length is here. And uh, it is loud and energetic. And as we talk about a lot in this interview, they fill the room with sound, despite there only being two of them. 
Yeah, I, I cannot wait to see how it translates live. They start their tour coming up here at the end. Uh, I'm sorry, in, in the beginning of February. And I'm definitely looking forward to when they come through town. Yeah. And it'll be at uh, Del Mar Hall, which is a great venue to see up and coming acts. Oh, yeah, I agree. So without any further ado, here's Miles and Lane Ulrich of Taipei, Houston. So we are here today with Lane and Miles Ulrich of Taipei, Houston. Yeah, thank you for having us. How are you guys? Very good. Thank you. We're excited today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's the sound. Well, we're suckers for two-person bands like Middle Class Rut, Local H, and bands that can produce so much sound uh, with so few people, and it's fascinating to us. So right off the bat, why the choice to operate as a two-piece and not three or four? No. Well, you know, it's something we've thought about a good bit, uh, or actually, I'd say we didn't think a lot about it when we started, but we've thought a lot about it since we've been playing shows because we're like, no, obviously it's rarer. I think it's it's really it's a really cool way to operate as a band, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of challenges, but it's also really exciting and it keeps you kind of on your toes. So yeah, the original reason we picked it was just because we were writing all this four or five person band music, like just the two of us. We were both playing a lot of guitar and playing drums and singing and doing all this stuff. But then we only had the two of us in the band. So we were like, well, why don't we just make it weird and perform it duo style? <laughs> and it's a cool thing because you can't really like do it perfectly. So you have to get weird and you have to get creative. And that's a really fun process. And then after a while, we started kind of realizing wow, it's a really crazy limitation to have on yourself. Like, okay, how do we, like, you know, we, we both have to like play the band all the time. You know what I mean? Right. It's a cool, it's a really good way to keep it exciting. So I think we've just found it to be a blessing at this point now. One of the things that I absolutely love is that it's not a traditional two piece in the sense that you play a bass and, and then you also have the drums. What I absolutely like about that is that for one, it leaves you guys very vulnerable. There's a lot of sound you have to fill in and, and make up for. And I think you do a great job of doing that. But I'm just curious, like, especially nowadays with all the backing, like computer tracks and, and stuff that modern bands have, like, why is it important for you guys to have such a raw sound? Yeah, I mean, I think for us that like that's sort of just where we always came at the music from. It's just kind of from that like raw, more sort of just going about it straight ahead thing. And that doesn't mean that like our, we're not like trashing people that do that or like that we yeah. would never, you know, look into doing that. I think it's more just for us right now and like for this record, we decided that like that would just be the best way to go about it. And definitely keeping it interesting, like having it be bass, you know, maybe versus guitar or something just like I think makes it all more uncanny. It gets more of a reaction, I think, being bass, you know, going crazy as opposed to guitar or something, because I think people have such like specific notions of that instrument or something, you know, which I think is definitely really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like there's a lot of bands, I don't know, who do really big and complicated things on stage, um, but recreate it all, you know, like, I don't know, like Radiohead, or I'm thinking about like idols or something, you know, like Radiohead doesn't use any tracks, but they have 
some really dense stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with using tracks. Like I think it's totally the right way to go for some projects. I just think it's, it kind of just gets me stoked. The idea of like going on stage and being like, Oh my God, I have way too much on my hands right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, that's, that's kind of how I feel sometimes when we're on stage, you know, if we make a mistake, it's obvious, you know what I mean? That we're yeah. like, you said, vulnerable up there. Right. It just keeps it exciting. I don't know. Exhilarating. No. Yeah. You don't have a lot to hide behind when it's just the two of you with, with totally. no backing tracks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Following up on that a little bit, we're listening to the new album. It's Once Bit Never Bored. By the time this comes out, it will be out. So everybody can go check that out as well. And a lot of the influences that we felt like we heard happened to be bands that had similar setups actually to what you guys are doing. You know, we're hearing, you know, Jack White and the White Stripes, like the Royal Blood style, Death from Above, those kind of artists. So my question there is, was that more coincidental? It just kind of fell into place that way? Or was there a deliberate degree of modeling your sound after some of those type of influences? Yeah, I mean, I think like we definitely have like checked out, you know, those artists and bands and stuff. It was more like for us, we felt like on a songwriting level, where these songs were at, like we wanted to kind of sonically push it into like a some kind of interesting place or something or like mm -hmm. sonically where we felt it like elevated the songs we were writing. Some of them are a little more like upbeat or kind of crazy, you know. Um, and I feel like some of the sounds kind of help reflect that. I mean, I don't know what, what you think. Yeah, I mean, I think that there was a lot of. Uh, I mean, we've definitely like listened to and been super stoked on all those artists before. I mean, I think that there was a lot of experimenting and messing around that came into it you know i think that there was like definitely some happy accidents with the way that things ended up sounding where like we would go into the studio being like oh let's write a song like this and then you write it like that and then it ends up sounding like something that you wouldn't have expected it to it goes in another direction so yeah yeah i'd say it was definitely like a melting pot of trying to go into your own lane and also like referencing things yeah yeah so do you feel like this is going to translate well live, the new album that's coming out? Yeah, no, I mean, it's been fun because, you know, we've kind of like we just got off tour. We were doing a bunch of dates with Malvin's, which was really sick. And, um, you know, we were doing some festivals and stuff. And like, it's been fun because, you know, we only have two of the songs out as of right now. And then, you know, the full album's coming out. And like, it's been cool seeing as the stuff has come out, how the reactions differ and stuff like that. And then also it's been cool playing some of the unreleased ones. And, you know, kind of because it, it, we're doing a duo style, like Miles is saying, like, you can't do it perfectly. Like we're doing it. It's cool because like the tracks, the, the recorded version is this real, like dense Miles is playing a lot of guitar, like different layers thing. And then live, it, it's almost like a different, you know, like we like strip it down way more and kind of play it, you know, that one way. And I think it's been cool seeing different people's reactions to the different things, you know, especially having the two songs out. So I'm super psyched for people to hear the record and then see the live show and hear the like relationship between them. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. 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 There's a vibe thing there. And also, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just think it's going to be interesting to see like everybody who's obviously because the album's not out yet. All the songs that we're playing from the album, people have only heard live. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to sort of see what people think. I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. And there will be some, obviously, you know, this difference in sound is we've read in some other interviews where you talked about how, you know, we just belabored the point here about the raw live sound. But also you talk about how in the studio you're laying down multiple like guitar effects and tracks and stuff and creating the bigger sound that way. Totally. 
so I'm sure it'll be really interesting to see the reaction to like the live performance versus the studio recorded album and how those sounds translate. Definitely. Definitely. And then, you know, you mentioned those, the Melvin's tour days. I think this is kind of interesting to us. We've been kind of following a little, obviously you guys have been around music all your life, but to our knowledge, you just only recently kind of started performing shows as Taipei Houston. It seems like even, I might even say that you're sort of pacing yourself on like building into a live schedule, but at the same time, some of those stages have been like really massive stages, like almost right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> like you guys are going yeah. out here playing Lollapalooza. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I saw that you opened for Muse. Like that's yeah. a, that is a heck of a gig to get right there. So like, that was, a crazy, that was definitely a crazy one. Is yeah. that like an immediate life highlight right there? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that was a, that was a, like, I found out about that sitting on the couch and couldn't sit down for a while. One of those things where it's like yeah. every, like you go to bed going like, Oh my God, we're going to open for Muse. And then you wake up, and, Oh my God, we're going to open for Muse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was really, I mean, yeah, it's honestly been such a blessing. Like we played our first show last September. So I guess like, 13 months ago or whatever, 12 yeah. months ago. And I mean, yeah, we've both played shows our whole lot. Like we've played together for a while, but the band is only like two years old. So yeah, yeah, definitely been a ramp up into shows. I mean, it's just honestly been humbling to playing, like you're saying, big stages. Like the Muse thing was just an incredibly exciting and humbling experience. And just so grateful we got to do it. You know, those dudes are heroes of mine yeah. from when I was like eight years old. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. um, We feel you on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like up on stage and I'm like, keep your eyes open while you're singing, take all this in because yeah. you know, such a, like, I'm yeah. so grateful and humbled to be doing that. And even like when we're doing those shows and just jumping around, I'm always trying to like be like, wow, really try and take this, savor this, you know, because yeah. it's, it's super cool for us. You know, it's, it's gotta be a hard, hard balance too, to like try to take in the time to savor that while also I'm sure that there's jitters all the time for, yeah. for the, the pressure of what's going on there. But trying to figure out, I'm sure. So let me ask, ask this then. At the end of that show, did you just have like the world's largest exhale backstage, like after the set was over? Like, <laughs> like pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely a good exhale. Yeah, I was like, um, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. A lot of fun, though. Yeah, really fun. fun. Yeah, a lot yeah. of you. So for a show like that, are you able to get a good spot to see Muse play? <laughs> yeah, no we got to we got to check them out and it's also cool because like most of the stuff we've been doing has been more stuff in like clubs and smaller venues and stuff like that and feeling like we're getting like a better idea of how Taipei Houston exists in those spaces and then it's cool seeing like we were saying like Muse is like almost larger than life like arena band and yeah we were with them in the will turn which is like a small for them but they still brought this like insane just like production and sense of show and this whole thing it's super inspiring to see a band like that put on such a great thing. And just, it makes you just want to like, be like, yeah. oh man, we can do this or we can do that. You know what I mean? It's always, always inspiring. Totally. Yeah. So on the topic of rolling out your live schedule, you just announced some dates with White Reaper, including one, like we said, that's uh, going to be in St. Louis on February 11th. We'll be playing Del Mar Hall. We'll be there. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure we're going. It's going to be fun. Yeah, the White Reaper tour, like it's it looks like a very large tour, but there's a lot of different artists supporting. Yeah, so I think the way we're doing that with the White Reaper thing is there's two legs of it that go west and east, and I think uh, we're doing the whole west one. And so okay. it's actually cool because like with Melvin's, we kind of got to that was sort of our first you know real sort of like 
going place to place and we, you know, doing all this stuff like that. And so with White Reaper, we're sort of doubling down on that even more going further. And we're doing kind of some more stops and like playing more like on this last run, we we're playing like Denton and stuff with them, which is kind of outside Dallas, but um, we're going to be doing like Dallas and Austin again and uh, some different places. So we're, we're stoked to be going back through there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're stoked to play as many places as we possibly can. Yeah. You know, bring it to as many, as many people as we can stoked to, see cities we haven't seen and stuff like that yeah <laughs> yeah there you yeah. go it's that's a cool looking lineup i mean you got some dates in there i saw narrowhead is on a lot of the dates that you guys were on that's that'll be a fun yeah, one totally. like that's a yeah, good I'm, that's a good trifecta right there we're excited to get that in st louis yeah, yeah. we're super stoked yeah super i'm stoked super excited i noticed that some of them are very ambitious i guess distances are you kind of worried about <laughs> being out on the road and and uh because i think one of them you're like driving from texas up to washington or something like that <laughs> yeah there's, there's some ambitious it's definitely i mean it's definitely the thing i'm learning is that it's just kind of part of the terrain that you just have to do you know what i mean mm, um, yeah yeah i mean that the melvin's guys did a great job of routing the tour well and so did the white reaper dudes so there's not anything that's like i've heard like nightmare stories about <laughs> the show drives so there's not anything too bad yet but it's definitely i think it's part of the uh just part of the vibe to get used to, you know what I mean? Is the yeah. long drives on the show days and doing that in February and stuff. But yeah, I think it's going to be an experience either way. Yeah, so. exactly. Have you been provided kind of any do's and don'ts for traveling the road? And if so, are any that, that uh, stick out in your head? Any do's and don'ts. I feel like Buzz gave us. Yeah, Buzz, Buzz was just always very adamant about like trying to space out your drives well and like not having anything too crazy day of show, you know? And also like for us, like we're literally just we were doing everything like just in our Toyota. So it yeah. Buzz from the Melvins, they're like major road warriors. Yeah. Um, nice. He told us this story that they did a tour. They made a documentary about a few years ago where they did all 50 States and DC in 51 days straight. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> where they, and it's obviously like, they're not playing every capital, but they like made it a mission to like play Hawaii. They started in Hawaii and ended in Alaska. And the whole thing in 51 days, no days off. Yeah. And wow. it's like, there's like no bands nowadays that do stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, so you're thinking about tackling that one in the near future? Learn how to drive six hours on the show day. We're just going to do the video. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then nothing will stop us. Yeah. Nothing can stop us. Yeah. Yeah. And they'd have to take a nap for like a whole month after that tour. That's just, <laughs> I don't even know what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think that yeah, that, yeah, it was a it was a very cool story that he told. So it just is inspiring. They tell great stories about just go do it and get it done. Just you know, they're road warriors. So right on. Yeah. So at what age did you start to realize how well known your dad was? <laughs> um. Hmm. I don't know if I've yeah. like ever, I, I don't even know if I've realized that now. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, I've never thought about it like yeah, that. I mean, yeah. what do you, what do you think? Yeah, not, no, I mean that, you know, I don't know if that's ever been sort of my go-to with it either. Like, I don't know. I think like for us, like specifically stuff with music, like we've always, both of us have kind of always like leaned in, in a lot of our own thing with sort of like, we've always really been into bands. Like, I don't know, like, Arctic Monkeys or Radiohead or something like that. And I think like for a lot of us or for both of us, like a lot of times, like a lot of the music stuff we got into earlier, like leaned in a lot of that direction. So it was kind of, it's always just been a little bit of like a different thing or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 
just kind of curious with the yeah, totally. such a such a you know epic music that you guys come from so yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm curious you know we mentioned uh you know kind of the intensity of like doing like the muse show and stuff is it on the occasions where like he or you know any of his other music friends are attend your shows does that feel like an extra distraction or pressure too or is it just kind of is it fine <laughs> uh, not a problem <laughs> uh, more just like Matt and his friends at the show you know it's it's uh i don't even know if i've ever thought about it like that to be honest yeah good. that's probably that's i'm probably always good freaking thing. out about trying to make sure i'm hitting the right pedals and shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, we're still that i mean i just i'm freaking out every show yeah, that's, so it <laughs> that's actually like I think that's part of what we love about the duo thing is it's so distracting you can't actually freak out about yeah, it. Great. You, know, you never have any time yeah. to think about anything. Like, yeah. So yeah, no matter who's there, or where you are, you're just as stressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still just gasping for air. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Exactly. That is very perfect. That's perfectly fair. That yeah. is <laughs> makes makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we noticed that you guys don't tend to like lean on your name to get into places. You're actually fairly elusive in, in general. And we've already kind of talked about kind of easing into the live shows, but your social profiles are also very minimal. Uh, and your Facebook is incredibly sparse. Your Twitter is literally empty. Uh, <laughs> and your IG is mostly filled with distorted and blurred images. So it seems like you're very deliberately keeping kind of a very low profile as a means of building intrigue. You know, Can you speak a little bit more to that? Yeah, I mean, I think... Um... There's some kind of thing nowadays you can see kind of like what everybody had for breakfast or, mm -hmm. you know, the, the kinds of like every with a lot of things, there's so many people where you can just like completely get the full package or something. And I think, you know, sometimes a lot of the artists we really like are people where like I can't imagine seeing them on the street or something, you know, yeah. like I can't like I'm pretty sure Tom York isn't real. Like I just like, like he just shows up on stage. Yeah. And so it's sort of like I think sometimes we I kind of like that idea of um, but also, like, I think it's cool, like, with social media stuff that you do get to have kind of like a more behind the, the scenes look at certain things, you know, so I think I think both are cool. You know? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it's, yeah. it's just uh, I think part of that's also just about like wanting it to be about the music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And just like mm -hmm. I love the idea of it's like kind of a romantic old school idea, but just like the concept of just like finding or hearing music and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> and not, not knowing yeah. anything about it yeah. and not needing to be yeah. oh like this person was on this tv show and now they're making music and then yeah. you like know this whole sort of like thing about and you're going into it with all these pretenses of like what it you know what i mean i love the idea that it's just totally mysterious so i think it's just like cool to try and build as much of that mystique as you can get away with in the modern day Mm -hmm. I think your your the Instagram profile is the one I'm looking at because it's the one that you guys are most active on, and it reflects that. Like I don't know if it was wiped or or just started then, but you uh, look scrolling back, and I'm like, it really only starts posting stuff when you released as the sun sets and started putting like little snippets of that, and like so. There's very much to your point, focusing on the music itself, like the stuff that's there is live shots, you know, the tour announcements. It's, yeah. it's keeping to the business of what the band is up to, really. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'm going to lean. I'm gonna, speaking of the singles you guys have released, I'm going to go with this one real quick because I think we have time. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we would, but uh, so the second single you guys released, The Middle, uses the the known line stuck in the middle with you, which uh, a lot of people probably know from the Steelers Wheel song from the 70s yeah. Um, yeah. and possibly and or from uh, I think it was Reservoir Dogs, wasn't it? 
Yeah. 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 So question yeah. with that, um, are are you guys big Tarantino fans or is that just more of a coincidence? Definitely, well, definitely, big. <laughs> definitely Tarantino fans. That was also definitely an accident. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We were in the studio and we had like the chorus part without any kind of turnaround and Miles was like, well, what if you did this stuck in the middle? And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, that sounds cool. You know, it's one of those things where you're like, that sounds familiar, but different or sort yeah. of, <laughs> right. you know, or some kind of thing. And, um, and of course we had to look it up and check and make sure other people have used that in songs, not just, not just, you know, directly doing something, but yeah, um, totally. yeah no, it's kind of one of those things where sort of like you just, uh, afterwards are then, you know, trying to make it all make sense lyrically or something, you know, totally. Yeah. It works. Yeah. I think it, I think it flows in there very well. Yeah. I love Tarantino <laughs> a lot. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't go wrong with any of them. We put exactly. that we put that one near the end of the list. We're like, well, if we have time, we'll get to this one. Just yeah, it, it feels really like off the trail, but like yeah. I'm still curious. So yeah, no, no, that's a good. You guys have good ears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So our, our last section, we call them rapid fire, but we usually kind of pull a few from this list. It's a, it's like ten questions or so, and there's two of you, so it might not be that rapid fire, but. there's a lot of really good ones on here i'm really curious about literally every one so i think we might ask most of them (laughs) all right so first of all just throwing this one out there for you what's a song or an album that changed your life that's so hard there's so many (laughs) for top of mind top of mind top of mind mind. uh in rainbows radiohead uh oh man Sabbath, black sabbath okay yeah um but there's so many. I yeah. mean, there's only one. Okay. Yeah. The whole point. <laughs> 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 Rapid fire. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you can expand or not. I've got, we've got yeah. time, and we got plenty, plenty more as well. So, yeah. I'll leave, I'll leave it at that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's a uh, no skips album? Ooh, uh, no skips album. Hmm. <laughs> Super unknown by Soundgarden. All right. Yeah, I love or bad motorfinger by Soundgarden. Yeah, <laughs> can't go wrong either way. Okay, Dirt by Alice in Chains. I keep firing it off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, oh, I don't. Yeah, I'll I'll go, I'll double down on Dirt. Dirt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, those are all great. Yeah. <laughs> what about for you guys? What can, yeah. can we ask you? Or is it yeah. for us? Yeah. Oh man, that's a great one. Yeah. There's- a no skips album for me would be the 13th step by a perfect circle. Oh yeah. Mm, okay. I'm gonna That's go nice. with I'm gonna go with Chevelle and wonder what's next. Nice. Sick. What do you got, Casey? I'll go uh Californication, Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's yeah, the right one. Yeah. Nice. We've never had that <laughs> question turned around on us before. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the quick draw. Yeah. <laughs> now we know what it feels like on these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about a song you're especially proud to have written? Song we're especially proud to have written. Well, um, I can say I'm really stoked for people to hear the next single, Respecter. And I'm also really excited for people to hear this song off the record called Hello from the Bottom. Yeah. Uh, yes. All right. I think those are going to be really cool. Um, yeah, I'm stoked about those. I mean, I'm I'm stoked to have written the whole record. I think. Yeah. No, I would. Yeah, yeah I would go down on. Those and there's a song on the record called Drop Song that I am very proud of because I think that that one is is a one of our most maybe like unconventional or something and I I love the way that that song came together. Yeah. So I'm so I'm really stoked for people to hear that one. 
Are you, uh, is that one, has it been in the live set yet? Or is there plans for it to be in the live set? Yeah. Yeah. That, that one's, all of them have been in the live set. Okay. And that's, that one's just fun because I think that that, it just goes in some crazy places if I like. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Kind of flipping off of that question a little bit. Do you have a favorite song that you like to play live? Favorite song I like to play live. I would say that our Eleanor Rigby cover is pretty fun to play yeah. live. Yeah, All Eleanor right. Covers All right. Fun. I like doing that. Um, I like playing the middle a lot, honestly. The second single is a is a definitely a good one. Yeah, yeah, that one's fun. Yeah. That one's really fun to play. Yeah. Um, the Eleanor Rigby cover is cool because it's like, you know, all the other songs have so much, so many vocals on them. And then all of a sudden it just goes to like instrumental for like five minutes and everybody's like, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> and so I love that. <laughs> I don't mean. No, and I also yeah. love that because I think like, because for a lot of times with people, they're seeing us or hearing about us for the first time when they're seeing us. And then sort of like, we bring that song around and that's usually like a moment when we, it feels like people like get it or something, you know what I mean? Or yeah. sort of that like people get into it there in the set, oh. which is always fun. Yeah. All right. How about a, a dream collaboration? Dream collaboration. Ooh. Uh, I think Jack White producing yeah. one of our records. There Jack you go. Josh Homme. Josh Homme. Josh Homme. Yeah. From Stone Age. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, those would... Those, those, <laughs> <laughs> it's consensus here. We asked yeah. that one because we always want to like throw that out into like the, the, the world and see if we yeah. if it ever happens and, and hopefully it yeah. does. I'm, I'm thinking Josh Homme sounds like a perfect... Yeah, to, yes. to produce a record for you guys. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> what about a dream tour? Ooh, dream tour. Um, honest, I mean, opening, when we played with Muse, they were all super, super nice. And we got to go say hi to them. And they were just like super welcoming and super cool. Yeah. I thought they, they like, and they would just ran a great show. And I thought that was really sick. They put on a great show. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's definitely similar similar enough vibes in the music that you guys would be a good like long term pairing as well. Yeah. Oh man, that would be a dream. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want you know you don't want to line up of three bands or four whatever that sound like exactly the same, but there's a, there's got to be a little bit of like an overlap in what the fan base would like, and I think that that totally. hits that mark pretty well. No, it's you got there's a chemistry right there that needs to be right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's a band that everyone should see live? Idols. We went, idols. yeah, we played with idols uh, around for a Lollapalooza thing. And we were like, you know, we found out about that. So, of course, we're like listening more to their music and stuff like that. And then seeing them live, it was just like, goddamn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it made me appreciate the music even more. And just like, they're super cool. So, idols. Yeah, they really put on a, a, and that's another band like we were talking about with like, they do some pretty ambitious stuff and they recreate it all live and it's like this totally just insane concoction of stuff happening on stage you know they have some mm -hmm. really like their songs are really punky and wild but there's also some really dense and complicated guitar stuff and things happening and they just nail it live like i've never seen people command a room so intensely it was pretty awesome seeing them so very cool other than type a houston what do you feel as an artist more people should know uh hmm there's a band uh that we're both really into that we saw well that is kind of getting bigger in england but nobody really knows them over here called kid capici you guys yes yes yeah okay so okay but they're <laughs> we, not, we do yeah i'm not <laughs> sure if they maybe they've come over here and played but like they haven't 
in a year or two at least. And yeah. they're kind of like doing pretty, starting to do really well in England, but I don't hear anybody talk about them here and they're awesome. Yeah, we saw them live. Right. They're sick live. They got a lot of really good songs, really cool punky vibe. Yeah, they're yeah, right. sick. Yeah, their album, Here's What You Could Have Won, it came out uh, about a month ago as of this recording. So just a little shout out to them and for people to check them out as well. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to them. They're, shout out to them. They're freaking awesome. They're great. <laughs> and all right, I got one more. This one is particularly tailored to you guys. The others are kind of universal. But how do you all feel about tennis? Tennis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love ping pong. I would say that I'm yeah. good at ping pong. Yeah. I, I used to play tennis when I was like, I played a lot until I was like 15. And then I stopped and I picked, a, I picked up a racket like a couple months ago to play with somebody and I couldn't even get the ball. Over. I was literally like such a mess. No, so I suck at it is my short answer. So you guys will be continuing the family's musical legacy, but not so much the tennis legacy. That's... <laughs> you never know. I don't know. I might still have my, my late bloom tennis yeah, scarf. There you go. <laughs> It'd be a double threat. We're going to become a doubles team, actually. That's that's what I was wondering. You got it. (laughs) That'd be fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) I have a random off topic question, but do you know if you're named after Lane Staley? I am Uh, named after Lane Staley. Okay. Uh, I figured. I I was just curious that, like, it's it's an awesome name. And, like, I I named my son after Jacoby Shattuck. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, No, I I mean, I know how that goes. I love Lane Staley. And then, like, and it was one of those things where, like, I've known that since I was small, but I didn't never really, I didn't, like, you know, kind of get it out. Yeah. He has a Y. Yeah. Yeah, My son really connects with Jacoby because there's not many, and I'm sure you probably had the same thing. There's not many kids, obviously, around that had that his same name and i'm sure yeah. you know had the same thing where not many kids had the name of lane so yeah. like he always like anytime he comes on the radio he's like this is jacoby this is jacoby so it's just, <laughs> he's so excited about it he's he's four by the way i should probably yeah. specify that <laughs> so, yeah. that was one of those questions where we're like should we ask this he probably gets asked this all the time but then you start yeah. talking about you know no. dirt and we're like oh well the dots connected themselves so no, 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 no. allison chains are fucking they're awesome allison chains are yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all we have. Thank you guys very much. It's uh, you guys. it's been great to hang out with you. <laughs> Thank you very much again. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks, Thank for, you guys. Thanks yeah. for listening to the record. Oh, absolutely. We can't wait for people to, to hear yeah. it. We feel privileged when we get to hear it, stuff in advance, and it's 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 awesome stuff. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank I know, you guys. And please come in St. Louis. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Oh, wow. We're so. Have that's you been awesome. to St. Louis before? No, I'm, that's one of those ones I'm really excited to, to hit up. So. A lot of these places are first time, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll like Dunmar Hall. It's a good venue. Yeah, it's really yeah, nice. really excited. Okay. Yeah. One of the things you'll have to check out, because Dunmar Hall is on like the street in St. Louis called Dunmar, and it's uh, famous for Blueberry Hill, where Chuck Berry used to play oh, like, all the time. And across from Blueberry Hill, there is a about eight-foot-tall Chuck Berry statue that I would definitely recommend checking out. Yeah. So, like honestly, we might hit you up like before that show or something. If you, I don't know how much time you have in advance, but we'll take you out for like milkshakes or something. Like oh, there's so sorry. much cool stuff <laughs> on Del Mar. The street. Yeah, it's true. Very yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that would be super fun. That'd though. be great. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, thank really, you. Guys. Really thank you. It. Yeah. Enjoy thank the rest you. of your day. Yeah. Have a good one. You too. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Cheers.
So that was our conversation with Miles and Lane Ulrich of Taipei, Houston. This was another one of those conversations that after speaking with the both of them, I have a lot more respect for what they're doing, what they're trying to accomplish, and just for them in general. Like I had a lot of fun with this conversation and uh yeah, and I, I truly appreciate their time and and, and uh just one of the, so real quick, side joke. Uh, one of the things that I think is hilarious is is most people can't tell this because it's a recording, but they were sitting right next to each other in a room. And I have I have and, and they're brothers and I know that they're close in age. And I have two boys. One is four, the other one's seven. And so I, I wanna as as a parent, I wanna give a shout out to their parents because they sat next to each other for forty five minutes and not one of them hit the other guy the, the entire time. Like it's, I don't I don't know how the hell that's possible. Like how do you do that? Like I've been trying to get that shit for years. Every time they're like right next to each other, my kids just hit each other for no reason. Like, why did you hit him? I don't know. He was next to me. Like, what the hell? He was next to me. He was there. What more reason do you need? You gotta, you gotta either a uh, wait about twenty years or b force them to be in a band together. Well, I'm working on the second part, uh, but, <laughs> um, but no, it, truly, you know, one of the things I truly liked and respected about them is that they kind of conferred with each other on their answers. They yep. they respect what each other had to say. Um, and, and I, I just, I can't say enough about them and, and the job that their parents did. Cause I, I just, I, I want to do that. I want to get my kids to that point where they're just <laughs> not fighting each other and actually like good teammates or bandmates, you know? Yeah. You could totally see that brotherly bond in the way that they, that they spoke. And to, to your point, what you're saying, uh, yeah. I felt that there was a number of times in that conversation where we would bring something up and maybe only one of them technically answered, but you could tell by the way that they answered that they're intentional and that they had thought through most of these things together in terms of the questions about that their decisions on how they wanted to sound and why, you know, there's only two of them in the band and that kind of thing. All these things are like, clearly these are guys who have spent a lot of time conversing and putting together a plan together and they, they know what they're about and what they're trying to do. Yeah, they definitely, definitely. It was awesome watching them interact with our line of questioning, just kind of glancing at each other from time to time. And then like actually putting deep thought behind their, their responses. And I really appreciated that about the interview itself. Also to what Dan said earlier, we've made this point a few times, but we'll probably keep making it as these interviews continue to happen. There are some artists that we speak with because we're already big fans. And there are other artists that we become big fans of because we spoke with them. Yes. And, Obviously, if we talk with you, we like you enough to yes. have you on. We're not bringing on bands that were like, eh, they kind of suck. It's not like that. <laughs> but this was absolutely a band that, um, by virtue of this conversation, I am a much bigger fan of. Just hearing these guys, and again, especially given where they come from and them being very talented, the fact that they were as personable and humble and friendly as they were, like they were very easy to talk to. Like I want to have them back on again as soon as we can, to be honest. Because yeah. I would just love to. This seems like some guys that you could shoot the breeze with about music for a long time. Well, and that's that's what I found fascinating about the conversation is because, again, they they come from a legacy act, but yet they're it's it's new to them. They're doing a completely different approach. Yeah, it's a completely different side of what they're actually doing. And it's it's really cool. And the fact that they're they're 
just kind of taking it all in and and so humble about everything on top of it is is just really cool and they're just so chill about everything and it's just i can't wait to see what they have in store because i think they got something going yeah i agree (laughs) i loved the response when we're talking about like opening for muse and some of those things yeah (laughs) i think it's great how kind of open they were about that it's like you would think that growing up they've probably met more huge musicians than we will ever encounter yes. already in their lives <laughs> and so i'm sure that it feels different to them than it does to us but at the same time you know they're over there kind of fanboying and feeling the nerves and stuff because it's, there's a difference between oh, my dad introduced me to somebody backstage and i'm sharing a stage with somebody and so yeah. I love the fact that they were open about like, yeah, that one, that was insane. I can't believe that that even happened. Like some of these shows that we've been playing already. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's one reason why people love our interviews a lot is because we focus on the artist's love for music, you know, other bands that they're digging, uh, other things that are, you know, that they're, that they're liking right now. And I, I think that makes it very unique. And, and it's, it's also awesome because that's, what we love doing, you know, and it's, it, you know, it was funny because they're one of the few that turned one of our, our uh, yeah. quick questions back on us, but all three of us, yeah. were like, boom, boom, boom. Like we, we've done this, man. Like we can do it all night, man. <laughs> we can talk music all day long. <laughs> yeah. Next time type a Houston interviews, the itch. That's what I'm here for. There you go. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if we're as interesting as them, but I'm happy to answer some questions. <laughs> also shout out to kid Capici who they, they noted as a, as an artist and I, I made mention there, I'm a big fan of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much to Lane and Miles Ulrich. We definitely appreciate having you on the show. Uh, like we said, we can't wait for the great things that you guys are going to uh, accomplish. The new CD is out. They are going to be on tour starting February. So be on the lookout for their tour and it might be coming to a city near you. And to find out, specifically if it's coming to a city near you you can check them out at taipeihouston.com in case you're not aware taipei is t-a-i-p-e-i and houston is h-o-u-s-t-o-n spelling from the itch geography from the itch (laughs) geography from the itch (laughs) the itch likes to spell all the time anyway we always do itch rocks i-t-c-h-r-o-c-k-s we don't want you to forget and taipei is a is a word that many people might not know Exactly. Who knows? I can't promise that. The American educational system has some issues. <laughs> There's something I could say there, but I'm not going to go into it because it yeah. will de- we'll deviate to a completely different side topic. Next episode on The Itch. Stay tuned. Thank you very much for listening to The Itch Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, rock the fuck out. <laughs> nice. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.